You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Good morning, good evening, good day. No, you <laughs> haven't heard that one in a while. Uh, welcome to another episode of Ask a Drone You. As always, my name is Paul. And my name is Rob. And as always, man, are we thankful that there's a few of you, maybe a bunch of you, we don't know. Actually, we do. There's quite a few of you that are out there listening, and we appreciate it very much. We do appreciate it. We appreciate those questions. Askadroneyou.com. If you want to give us some social clout, leave us a review wherever you listen to the show. And before we get into today's question of the day, those in-person trainings have been posted. So whether you want to join us in colorful colors, no? <laughs> the experience training has. I'm like, all right, Kirill, we're going to back up a little bit. Nope. <laughs> No, no, you don't need to take it out, but it'll be it'll be there soon. I promise. Okay, I let's promise. focus on the experience. <laughs> let's just. But the experience training is badass. It really is. It really is. We had so much fun during that training. I didn't even take. And let's just let's just videos. be real. It it's not fair, but it costs some money. Uh huh. But man, is it awesome! A full week, incredible training from great instructors. All the food, lodging at a really cool place. When you really break it down, it's not that much. It's really not when you include all those costs. And I think a lot of the students who went to the last experience training were, were calling it more of like a retreat mm -hmm. because we give the things that have been asked for time and time again during trainings, which is more one-on-one -on -one conversations, more one-on-one -on -one coaching, more time to discuss complex issues with like-minded individuals and almost having a mastermind like experience and when we do these trainings but we also stay at the same place and we eat together and work together it really creates a dynamic environment i'll never forget what bert said uh, at the last day of the last experience training and he's like you know on the survey i gave the training an eight out of ten because i just i just don't give events conferences or experiences a 10 out of 10 he's like but you know what paul after uh after one beer i'm giving you a 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh. are you talking about wait who anthony uh-huh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i like anthony he's one of my favorites so. Man, he's a good dude <laughs> he sure is I like his perseverance too, especially when we needed, they needed more scenes to shoot um, to really make the entire resort video come together. And he's like, let's just take the top off my Jeep rental and have the girls drive it down like they're arriving on site and really make the video pop. And everyone's like, good idea. And they just went for it, you know? Yeah. And it's like, that's the type of experience that, um, that you're going to have. Yeah, we do have a lot of systematic trainings, but this is the type of work environment that almost like a, a like a Y Combinator environment where teams work together to solve complex problems. And what you gain from that is really indescribable. And so if that's what you're looking for in this industry, experience.thedroneu.com. Hello, Paul and Rob. This is Steve from Delray Beach. I want to thank you for answering my question as to why DJI don't let you install third-party apps on the RC Pro. I really enjoyed your response to that question. Okay, here goes again. I just applied for my LLC here in Delray Beach, Florida and working on my website. Now, should I include pricing in the website for my work or just have clients contact me? I'm working on a bunch of demo reels 
for different sectors and also aerial photos to wow the clients. So if they're interested, would they contact me if there is no pricing on the site? The second part is quoting a price. Should you stick to your guns on pricing? After all, you have to know your worth. Air Jordans are not discounted, neither are all the brands, because people see the value in them. So if they see the value in my work, that should not be discounted either, correct? Thanks again, guys. Keep those videos coming. Amen, Steve. That's all I got to say. First of all, thank you for sending in another question. It was our pleasure to answer the first question, and we are honored that you would take the time to send a second question. So let's see if we can dig in a little bit and give him some solid answers. I just want to say on the second question about whether you should stick to your guns and know your value, and I think you're kind of by asking the question in the way that you have, you've answered your question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the answer is yes. That's the short answer. We can go a little bit deeper into that. Well, yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, your value has to be effectively communicated. Communicated. And mm -hmm. that value, when people are looking at your photos and they're looking at your videos, it's that wow factor, that genuine, authentic surprise, shock and awe that sometimes is hard to communicate. That is the value that people are willing to pay for. Mm -hmm. um, and if you are able to effectively communicate that value through the types of stories that you're telling, through the types of shots that you're taking, if you don't get that wow factor early on, then you need to be, you know, redirecting, redirecting, redirecting to better understand what is going to get um, people to say, wow. Um, and in all honesty, I, you know, I keep thinking, Rob, of I can't remember the guy's name. But he came to a mapping class last year here in Colorado, and he was working on oil rigs out in um, Corpus Christi, Corpus Christi, Texas. Mm. And he was like, you know what, Paul? He goes, I watched your stacking images class, and I watched your operations class, and the one accessory you always mention is an ND filter. And he's like, by having an ND filter and taking stacked images, I have outshined my competition. And he's like, I just hit create HDR and export. I don't even edit the photo like you were saying to edit the photo and I'm winning job after job after job after job Yeah. just because I'm consistent in having that ND filter, having the right shutter speed and really like, you know, just getting the basics and elements right every time and being consistent. And yeah. so I think, you know, there's a lot of value too in how you present yourself and how you showcase that story of value in itself because, as I asked Rob kind of in pre-show, at what point are you so over-analyzing prices that it's analysis paralysis? Yeah, and, and my answer to that from my perspective is that I think for most of us, you reach that point pretty quickly. Yeah. Because we've heard the, um, whatever, the the word picture, the, the um, analogy of fire, 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 and then aim, or are you going to aim forever, right? Yeah. And obviously it's a balance, just like everything. But I think if you believe in yourself, and obviously there's some reasonableness involved in this, meaning if the market is saying somewhere just randomly 1000 to 1500 for X product and you're pricing it at five grand, I don't care how much you believe in yourself <laughs> and your value, that's probably not going to work. But to say that if the market is at 1000 to 1500 generally speaking, and you're able to come in at 1500 to 1800 for example, because of X, Y, and Z and your confidence and, your, and the case studies that you can personally show where you 
delivered and exceeded expectations, then yeah, stick to your guns. Absolutely. It might take a little while to get there, but believe in yourself along the way as well, because you're always learning. And if you lose out on a job because you feel like your value is 1200 bucks and someone did it for 300 bucks, oh, well, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to keep pressing on from that. And that doesn't mean, and, and could it mean that the market is shifting? It could. Those people might also come back to you because they paid $300 for a crap product and then took too long to realize And that happens a lot. It really does. It's happened to you a lot. Uh, Because you want to talk about sticking to your guns? (laughs) (laughs) Almost to a fault. (laughs) Almost to a fault. I've seen it over and over over the last nine, 10 years, and it is a very real thing. So the answer to that question is yes. Putting prices on your website. I know that... I mean, what, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that for what, for this kind of work? You know, I, as we've sat here and we've listened to this question a couple of times now, Mm -hmm. and I think the one thing I would stay away from definitively, because I feel like a lot of this could go back and forth, but I feel like the one thing to stay away from definitively is having a price list on your site. That is something I would not have. Now, would I have like a pricing page and then break it down by industry, break it down by deliverable? Um, Yeah, I would. If I were you, I would actually create a matrix. You know, Rob worked on something like this years ago where there were algorithms or not algorithms, but formulas inside of Excel of like, okay, well, if it's an ortho and a 3D model and the size is over X, then, you know, it's going to be this price point. And you have to determine those things because we don't know what your costs are. And you have to solve for your COGS, your costs of goods sold. You have to consider that. You have to consider how many jobs is it going to take me to pay off, you know, my Mavic 3 Enterprise or how many jobs is it going to take to pay off a certain drone? And you don't want to pigeonhole yourself. You don't want to put yourself in a corner where you're saying, no matter what, my half day rate is $1,200, right? Well, does that include if you have to process a technical deliverable? Like, you know, there are so many variables. And I think the more important thing is if I were on a pricing sheet on my site, I would I would list the verticals that you work in and the most common deliverables and then some of the variables of those deliverables and say package pricing ranges from 1500 to 8500 dependent on size, scope, weather, blah, 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 blah. And just essentially showcase to people that customization is everything in an effort to deliver the best product for your clients without price gouging them these, these variables have to be factored in just like a taxi cab factors in how much time they wait versus how much time they drive. Because in New York city, they may only drive 1.2 miles, but it might take 40 minutes. Yeah. So every situation is different. And I think how you communicate that value is incredibly important. What I would stay away from is priceless. What I think helps a lot, and we've talked about this in previous shows, are packages for pricing because too many options, people get overwhelmed, they don't want to work with you, it's donezo. The more convenient and easy that it can be to work with you, the better off that you're going to be. I'm sorry, did you just say you'd stay away from package pricing? No, 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 package package pricing, good, stay away from priceless. I'm sorry if I got my words confused. No, no, no. I think I was doing, yeah, yeah, I think that was my bad. Um, No, I think that all sounds great. I think for me, just having, because we get asked, as you can imagine, for members and so forth to to review sites all the time. And and we're happy to do that for members and, and give our two cents. Maybe it's only worth a cent and a half. I don't know. But one of the things that I really like, and I know this is something that used to do is like three packages. 
And so if there's somebody that wants to buy right now, you give them the opportunity to do that. But then you always include, if this doesn't meet specifically what you're looking for, let's have a conversation about customizing. Yeah. And then you can have a custom a conversation about customizing and you can have proposal templates that are ready to go to meet the needs of those sort of on the fly requests that are a little bit different. But I would do sort of a hybrid like that. And I've, I've sort of been on that train for a long time and I really haven't wavered from it. Seems so, to just be a nice, reasonable way to approach it. Another piece of news that came out this morning that is very relevant to what you just said is Microsoft's Copilot. They now have like what Proposify does, but you can literally say to Microsoft's Copilot, which will utilize Microsoft PowerPoint, Word, all the various apps, and say, I want to create a proposal from these templated packages. This client has a 4,800 square foot property. It's going to take this amount of time. We're going to use this drone, these deliverables. And you verbalize that and it transcribes and creates everything for you. I know that I'm telling you, AI, if you, you're going to have to be really smart about how you use AI. And, you know, seeing a lot of companies, one of my friends who works at Goldman Sachs, he was like, we just got a like hundred page long guide of when to use AI and when not to use AI. Really? Did he share yeah. it with you? No, I want it though. All right, bug him. <laughs> yeah, That's gold. I know. From Goldman Sachs. Yeah, I know. And for me, because I've been thinking about this too, Rob, it's like, okay, for articles, can't use it because we're going to get dinged by Google and ping or Bing, whatever. I never, yeah, who cares? Um, yeah, for articles and SEO related stuff. No. Probably not. But, but for, for emails, so many other things. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. So a good friend of ours, their daughter is really a savant. She's brilliant. And she's going into most likely computer engineering as she starts college in the fall. And I was just telling her, okay, you need to get involved in the world of AI because we need smart, godly people that do things the right way with the right motives working on AI yeah. <laughs> because the power is massive. Yeah. Obviously, that's an obvious statement. But yeah, that's really interesting. By the way, I just read that uh, Microsoft is likely to be the first $5 trillion market cap company. Five wow. trillion. Remember when Apple just a couple years ago became the first one trillion? Yeah. Anyways, as an aside, we, we like investing around here. But um, dude, Google that's pretty screwed. cool. It's pretty cool. It's amazing how one know, tiny product is completely changing the environment of what we know when it comes to tech. Yeah. You know, because Microsoft has implemented a successful AI model after the big popular one, ChatGBT, came out. And then now Google's, you know, failed massively. They lost $100 billion on the day they launched Baird. And it incorrectly said its name, which is why I said it the way I did. But this is how this works, right? It's like the race at uh, the yeah. Isotopes games or any any sporting event. you can event watch. On, where they go like this and like yeah. this and like this and like this. <laughs> and it will always be that way. So yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't think any of them will die until they do, I guess. No, but that environment is is changing, and it makes me think the industry that we know will be changing as well. And that means you— That you can count on. Yeah, that means you need to evolve as well. And so, for example, with ChatGPT4 coming out last week, you know, if Steve was like, I need to make a website. Hey, ChatGPT4, I need a homepage with this navigation, this on the front page. This is who I've worked with. Here are some photos from a library I built on— uh, Google Drive for you to access. Please write all the HTML5 code for this website. Brrr, done. I tried it this weekend. Okay. 
<laughs> you then have to know what to do with that code. This is true. It's not quite that simple. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is true. Uh, but it's still pretty cool. It is very, very cool. Anyway, all of that to be said, you know, when it comes to your website, when it comes to, you know, listing your prices, I would say back to Rob's point, having those three packages, I think is vital because you minimize the amount of choice. And I think that you should harp your middle package should be the package that you want to sell every time. You know, like I'll give you 10 to 20 uh, edited photos, videos. And you know, a lot of things, there's a lot of upsell nowadays, right? Because it's not just drone videos. It's short form videos. They now make drones specifically for short form videos. I'm talking about portrait videos. I'm talking about the Mini 3 Pro. You know, if I were in the commercial production market right now, I would be going to clients and say, hey, I'll make you this video that you want for your uh, TV commercial, but I'd also like to charge you $1,200 more to do it in portrait form. So every shot that we get on a regular drone, we're going to pop another drone up where the gimbal goes into portrait mode and we can shoot the same content, but it looks much more visually appealing. So you get that same engagement on every single platform that you're marketing to. I mean, mm -hmm. that's kind of how I would go about it. Yeah, um, I love it. One, something else that I... I think it, it occurred to me that we absolutely must mention in the context of this discussion, and that is, and Paul alluded to it earlier in terms of analysis paralysis, particularly with respect to pricing on your website, I think that, don't overthink that, get it done, get it on there, because this is still very much a relationship Bingo. business. And I think you're still going to get most of your clients by talking to people, having people refer you. My guess is that it's going to be easily 70 plus percent is going to come from that versus people just ending up on your website. That particular paradigm is going to take some time. Do not wait for that. So just get some stuff on your site. You feel good about it. If somebody shows up there, they have choices, they can call to customize, but most of your customers are going to come from the work that you do on the streets, not on your website. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Uh, on all of that, I would say come up with a plan on, you know, what are your the, the projects you want to go after based off of profitability, creativity, your passion, weigh those variables, focus on what you want, offer those packages. Again, I would not put all of my pricing on my website, but what I would do is make it super easy and convenient to say, tell me about your drone mission. And then, you know, have a little form that kind of identifies what they're after and they can go right into Calendly and schedule an appointment with you to have that conversation. You've got to think about the client navigation from start to finish, right? If they find you on the website or you're creating relationships with them, how are you going to work through them from start to finish? So here, here on that note, hopefully that helps Steve. Yeah, hopefully it does help, Steve. And uh, thank you very much uh, for everyone who is a member. Steve, if you haven't taken that sales training class where we specifically talk about organic uh SEO versus paid SEO. I really recommend that because if you're building your website, I would be building a weekly system of writing at least one article on your blog every single week relevant to your area. Like where can I fly in Delray Beach? Can I fly in wilderness areas? Answer is no. You know, like, and, and explain those things. Think of like how I go about my drone jobs, right? Because if people learn more about you and they create that relationship online, that trust comes naturally. It takes time, but it comes. When I think of, when I say things like that, think of, you know, exemplifying how you 
go through a drone job, right? I know some pilots who will show up to a particular location multiple days in advance just to see how the sun is going to hit certain objects and see where am I going to get the best views from. Some people go look at sunrise and sunset, and then they'll go to a client and say, you know, the light from sunrise is way better than sunset. Um, and I think we're going to get the most success doing that. Uh, I've already built that into your package pricing, or I'm going to need to charge X number of dollars to get that for you. But I think it's going to have a big impact on what we're doing. You know, if you talk about the R&D, if you talk about the way that you go about drone missions, you'll be naturally building that relationship where people understand your value and you're communicating that story. So um, I think on that note, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you again for um, putting your questions into askadroneu.com. Thank you to all the DroneU members out there. We greatly appreciate, um, you know, the support and the feedback as well. And we appreciate the feedback in the community. From all of us here at the DroneU flight crew, my name is Paul. And I'm Rob. And thank you for watching another episode of Ask DroneU. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.